0: So, welcome once again to another episode of the Africa Football Showdown. My goodness, it was a game. It was a couple of games that we saw in the semi finals of the Africa Cup of Nations. And we're going to get into all of that. My name is Daniel Dazi. Today, I'm joined by not one, not two, but three amazing journalists on the African continent. So we're going to be talking about everything semi final and try and predict what's going to happen in the final. Um, So let me begin by introducing two friends of mine who are currently in Abidjan. Darren Allen Cheyune, he's from Uganda. George Ado Jr. is from Ghana. My brother from another mother, I'll tell you all about that a bit later in the show. But he's been doing some commentary as well. And Solis Chuku is one of the authorities on the African game. He's joining us from Lagos, Nigeria. Guys, how we doing?
1: Yeah, we're good.
2: I'm alright. Yeah. Solis, yeah.
0: don't pretend like you don't want to laugh because you won a game last night, bro.
3: <laughs> trying to keep my excitement under wraps just to be respectful to everyone.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome everyone to the to the Africa Football Showdown. I don't know where to begin really because there's so much to touch on. Let's go back to the two games that we saw yesterday. And the semi-finals, Ivory Coast pushes past DRC, Nigeria pulls their magic against South Africa. But let me start with you, Darren, what was your standout moment watching those two games from Cote d'Ivoire last night?
2: My standout moment from the two games was the teams that lost out both Democratic Republic of Congo and South Africa. I thought Congo had a really, really solid unit. Um, and their shape was quite difficult to break down, even under the weight of an expectant country. The electric atmosphere clad in orange really put a tough environment uh, for Sebastian de Sabres' team, but they still put out quite an, a solid setup. Unfortunately, Ivory Coast just relied on the fine margin. On any other day, if Lionel passing the Congo goal makes a better decision, Sebastian Haller wouldn't wheel off in celebration. On the flip side, if South Africa had probably been a little more clinical in the closing stages of the encounter against Nigeria. Probably the fixture would have been buried home, but that is it. The teams that didn't play exceptionally well are into the final, and largely pedigree is coming to play a factor.
0: So let's talk to me. Yesterday, how did it go?
2: Uh, I thought both
3: both semifinals were engaging in different ways. The obviously Nigeria's eventual win over South Africa was very very tense, very hard fought. It was a really even game. South Africa had their moments, especially in the first half and like Dar- like um Darren said toward the latter part of the second half. But Nigeria whether that had some bright spots themselves and ultimately won on penalty Kick. So you have to feel for South Africa because I thought they actually played really, really well. Exactly they were well set up. They had the right ideas. They just couldn't execute that Nigeria back three show back five has been a rock for them all tournament and they needed it yesterday to come to the core and it did and it helped against a lot of pressure at various points during the game. So you have to you have to say at the end of the day that Nigeria deserve it. The other semifinal was a little bit a little bit less full of incidents. DR Congo started really, really well with the better side for like the opening 15, 20 minutes, but they really didn't put their boots on Ivory next like they could have and should have and you know, like we know with the siberian side if you don't kill them dead and bury them and sauce the earth somehow they found a way through i mean look at the goal alex scored the really really jammy goal he completely shins it bounces into the ground over the goalkeeper. it almost seems like everything is going in way and here they are in the final of yakom
1: well i agree that south africa played very well against nigeria um i think in the first half south africa should have probably scored a goal they seem to have had the right shape to play against nigeria but what Nigeria have been doing well in this competition is that the players have been very, very committed. They are more or less fighting rather than relying on the tactics per se of what uh, Joseph Becerra has put out. And that's one of the reasons why they're able to go beyond... For the Coast one, it's interesting because if you watch the Coast versus Mali and Coast versus Senegal, they had poor starts in those games. But against DR Congo, they had a much better start. And they just said to me... That they are gradually moving away from um we are surprising everybody and we are playing as magicians too we think we have the quality to play so it was good to see them play the way they were they were on the front foot in the beginning of the game but it's always going to be very difficult to break down you know um sebastian de saver's side so it appeared to be so and look they had some opportunities people don't forget fran with that shot that hit the the upright and out um congo also had the opportunities but over the 90 minutes i thought after Hale's goal, it's going to be very difficult to see Congo coming back and you know and getting the goal. So I think that generally, Ivory Coast did quite well and they made it to the final. But but I've loved Nigeria for a few things now. Now the performance, the performance of the Africa Cup of Nations is actually opposite to what we were doing in the qualifiers. We we always said about, we always said Nigeria didn't have a balanced team and we're not sure it looked like a team that had only the attack and everything. But I think that the defense has been so disciplined. And they just know when to take you on. I have looked at the way the three boys have played up in front. And look, the likes of Iwobi, Nyeka, Bassey, you know, even even, even the the, the wingbacks, Aina. They have been really, really sharp. And you have always seen that Victor Simon is either making a deco run to make space for Demala to shoot. Or Simon gets onto the ball at a very good place and sends it in. And the way they run at you... That's why I was impressed with the way South Africa dealt with, and I agree with him, that South Africa needed to score the goals because Nigeria are not lacking in fight and commitment on the pitch, and they have got quality. When you combine these things, it's really, really difficult. Look, I even think that if South Africa scored the goal, Nigeria would have stepped up, and that's what you're seeing. In, in the games that have gone out. So they're doing very, very well for me. I think that the commitment that they're showing and the way Passero has gone about it and more importantly, the way the boys have adapted to what the coach has told them, it's absolutely brilliant to watch.
0: Like against Equatorial Guinea, where they yeah. just conceded a goal out of nowhere and that response was so clinical. Look, the thing for me, and we were, at, we were on this show, beginning of the tournament, we actually had Kenneth Omero on and he admitted that we don't, necessarily have the best of defensive setups. Before this, in fact, this was Mwabani's first game starting yeah, for um, do,
3: yeah.
0: for Jose Pesero. They lost 2-0 against Guinea, out of nowhere, conceding the, one of the least um, number of goals in this AFCON, and then getting conceding only two penalties in the whole shootout. I don't know. Was it Pastor Jimmy Odukoye's hmm. prayer Um, <laughs> <your> solid. <laughs> Oh, eh, eh, Tinubu says it was the vice president who brought the fire. I don't know what you think.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, brother. Uh, look, I, 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 I don't discount the place of prayer, but I think it's important to give Pesero as well as the players the props that they are due. Um, it's one thing to come into a tournament and say, okay, we want to play a new shape that we've never played before. It's another thing for the players to buy into that idea and say, okay, fine, we're going to do this. We've never done it before. This is a major tournament, but we're all going to dial in and make sure that we get the execution right. And I think both of those factors coming together is a credit to the manager himself for getting his ideas across that quickly and also the players for executing. And we've had situations during this tournament where it almost seems like Nigeria pulled something out of the hat. I think what has defined Nigeria's play the most is, like we said, commitments. But not just mental, also physical. These players have run themselves into the ground. And I think that's actually been a bit of a problem over the last couple of games. We've, Especially in the first half against South Africa yesterday, Nigeria, the Nigeria team were tired. These guys were completely wrecked on their feet. But somehow they found the second win. Because Simen, who had been an afterthought in the first half, in the second half, he completely exploded, was everywhere, throwing his limbs about, trying to get on the ball, running at defenders, and he won that penalty. Now, coming to the tournament, Osimen said it, that he wants to win the AFCON because he knows that if he doesn't, questions will be asked. Everyone will say, this is the era of Biko Where is your AFCON trophy? It's almost like he took it personally in that moment. Like, South Africa were the better side in the first half. But players led by the and simply said, no, we cannot let it go this way. If we perish, we perish. And that's what we saw in that second half as Nigeria, you know, found the second win and came into the game a little bit more. So I, I think that's, that's really what attributed Nigeria's success to at the ongoing African nations.
1: big thing I like about Osemen, he has not played in this tournament as a star man, like a star man who would do. He's actually played as an ordinary team player. And that's the, the number of times Osimit has run back to come and head the ball out of in, in a defensive situation, because they are defending the corner, or because he has to make a tackle, he has to run down. It's that commitment I'm talking about. The fact that the whole Nigerian team are running and pressing you and trying to take the ball away from you, and when they attack or when they get the ball, and they have to counterattack. They all know what they have got to do. And you think it's a joke, but when you watch all the games, you see patterns repeating themselves and you're like, this is something that they have, pra- they have they've practiced and they're doing it well. So I, 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 I listened to Solis just saying that they had to start something new at the tournament and the players are bought into it. Now, if you see your Simon, the African player of the year, going back to defend, hello, who are you anyway? Not to do the same. Look at, choose Fantastic competition that he has had, and there are some unsung heroes in that team who I'm not really talking about. But you have to check Ajayi and, and, and Trusikong, the goalkeeper you're talking about. In it. Everybody is putting together that collective effort to try and go, and they really had to go above that 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 mental barrier because the game against Equatorial Guinea wasn't too good. They had they had the flag, they had the backlash, they had everything, and then they had to organize themselves. And since then, they've been a very good side. So I only worry again with the last point that Solis made about running out of steam, fatigue, and how they can manage all of that. Hopefully, they are fresh for the final. But I that think, final will be a different just to pick game. on
2: your point, uh, the last one that you've said had to do with uh, the fatigue. One of the biggest advantages that Nigeria has had at this tournament has been the fact that five of the six games they've played have all been in Abidjan. Several coaches have... Have come out to set that uh, it's 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 they've the, the, the toiled to make it to the latter stages of the tournament. For instance, Pedro Goncalves of Angola, by the time they arrived in Abidjan, a third different city, for the quarter quarterfinal against Nigeria, they they had really burnt out. They were spent force, and that drove me to South Africa yesterday. If you notice the lapses of concentration, especially by the time they go to take the penalties, you feel. Uh, the fatigue was beginning to kick in for the South Africans. First, four straight starting 11s after they lost the opening game against uh, Mali. Number two, South Africa is the only team in the tournament that that is going to play in all the five cities by the end of the tournament. They played the group stage action in Korhogo. They played the last 16 in San Pedro. They played the quarter-final in Yamsukru and eliminated Cape Verde. They play the semi-final in Buake and they wrap up with the third place playoff in Abidjan. So they're the only team to play in all the five cities for the tournament. And that is really, really, really key. Perhaps you could find the Democratic Republic of Congo could be getting the edge. You just need to watch for those last 30 minutes of the game when they take on Congo. That could come to play a factor.
0: So guys, another thing that we have to talk about is how Nigeria has been celebrating that win on Twitter. Honestly, Solis, what I know about be how Ghana, they always catch straight bullets. It's like you're sitting at someone, you haven't done anything. And then all of a sudden, it's like you can't celebrate on your own. You have to add black stars.
3: Eh? Let's not look at it that way. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana is not innocent in this. Let's be honest here. Ghana has consistently been rooting for the opponent, whatever Nigeria plays. That's just the truth. So, I mean, we... We love each other. There's the whole sibling rivalry thing going on. So it's really just our own way of spicing things up for ourselves. And unfortunately (coughs) for Ghana, the Blacks have provided that outlet. Yeah, things aren't really great on the ground, you know, from a Nigerian perspective. You know, football is our release. And if we can enjoy that football at the expense of Ghana, all the better, to be honest.
1: I think the Ghanaians are, you know, trying to protect winning the Africa Cup of Nations four times. But in truth, if you think about it, Nigeria deserves to be the third best country when it comes to the history of the African capital nations and the number of titles won. Now, that's where the Nigerians feel like they are putting a lot of work, but they don't have a lot to show for it. And Ghana is sitting third at the moment because Egypt has seven titles, Cameroon have five titles, and Ghana has the four titles, and Nigeria has the three titles. But do you know what? Nigeria have made, this is their seventh final they are making. Now, they, they've won it three times, but they lost three times in the final, and that was to Cameroon straight up. So, there's, and, and they've been to the semi final 16 times. So, there's a feeling like we are better than Ghana, but we can't show it. So, Nigerians are looking for the opportunity. We have been stuck there since 1982, and our prayer is Nigeria, don't get to four. We have to bless you before you get to four. It's not now, maybe 2028. Ghanaians are supporting Ivory Coast now because Ivory Coast is closer. We have just been told Ivory Coast is closer. We eat the same food. We that is not the reason. We know that it's not the <laughs> they, 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 We have a lot of, they say aquaba. we, we say aquaba. <laughs> they are eating a cheque, we are eating a cheque. So we, we are close. So we feel they are part of us now. That's the only issue. So we are supporting I because uh, that's the issue now.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Okay, boys, 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 boys. Let me bring in the neutral here, Darren. Really, do you think it is fair? I mean, I mean, if even forget Ghana, what they've done to South Africa on Twitter since yesterday. Oh, Charlie. And who, I'm a whole of piano genre has co up. That is like nah, right yeah. now, it's for. Uh,
2: and eventually, yeah. the Nigerians owned it. Interestingly, uh, <laughs> before the game, but of course, uh, what else, what spiced the banter? Tyler, the 22-year-old from South Africa. Uh, went on to beat four established Nigerians at that Grammy award, and that sent a chin down the spine of the Nigerians uh, for quite a bit. Uh, and I don't think they've recovered from it, even if they got the result on the field of play. Uh, but after Nigeria beat Cameroon, one of the things that I saw was uh, the claws of the eagles scratching the backs of the lions, and then. Uh, Somehow Angola was buried dead after the quarterfine on social media. Perhaps because of the numbers, they don't have quite many accounts to... But, but that against the South Africans, I think uh, it will still go on and on. We are still in for it and uh, we we'll love have perhaps a bit of fresh air, considering I've eaten both kinds of jollof, both from Nigeria and Ghana.
0: Okay, so you tell me which one is better. We for win the jollof one, if we can't win um, I don't want to miss <laughs> my once.
2: Ghanaian jollof is better.
0: Yeah, sir. all day day, all day every um, day, day. So, are you
3: listening? Darren, Darren, we can talk about this when this call is ended. I I know we are. I'm outnumbered here, so we can we can talk about this with more clarity and honesty after this call.
1: Okay? Uh, so uh, uh, about... uh, the, the thing is, no, I, I think it's clear. We said Nigeria are playing as good as Ghana, Jalof. That's it. And Ghana playing as bad as Nigeria. Jalof. Exactly.
3: Okay. Hmm. Exactly. God bless Michael Blackson. Ghana is still trying to put, inject itself into the conversation, and you wonder why we won't let Ghana.
1: Be. No, but, but you see, you see that no, kind of, that's the no Ghana the problem here. But that, that Ghana, we're out of this competition. We should go and sleep somewhere. But we are constantly here because Nigeria is in, and so we are also watching.
3: When when, when you when you won your fourth, Nigeria have not won, have only won one. One, yeah, you know. So it's, we've been, it's, it's, we've been it's, carrying
1: it's. the flag, you know. One of my
0: favorite tweets: Ghana jollof made with Cameroon pepper and antelope meat. Antelope is um, yeah. Angola. While listening mm-hmm. to Ama piano, Afcon too sweet. <laughs> Someone that said that sounds
3: like that... Of, that sounds like a hell of a music. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a hell of a music. I
0: tell you. <laughs> Someone said that country is insufferable. And the reply was, "That's insufferable, finalists, to you."
2: There is one I saw out at, um, I, I think, at full time. I just saw it. It went corruption one, xenophobia zero.
0: Wow. you see the one where they said? the one where they said Mandela Abacha over Mandela? <laughs> They're like, it's not about good governance. <laughs> they said it's not. A, yeah, but Danny, you
1: know book. what? One thing about the <laughs> Nigeria South Africa game is solace. I think most Nigerians believe that. Um, if if they if they went for the 1996 Africa Cup of Nations they would probably have won it, and they didn't go because of all the tensions you know with Sani Abacha at the time and Mandela Mandela almost led you know uh, to to led the, led the whole agenda to get Nigeria out of the Commonwealth at the time the British Commonwealth it was, and so Nigeria had won the 1994 Africa Cup of Nations they had the best team the testament is what they did at the Olympics. So if that team walked into the nineteen ninety six Africa Cup of Nations, I think Nigeria would have won it. or probably made it to the final. But they didn't come because yeah. of the tensions. And guess who won it? Mandela. Who, and this is what Mandela said again when he was holding the Afcon trophy. And that's why Nigeria <laughs> and South Africa, because uh, it's going to be a long time before we can put them together again. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, yeah, I'm no, gonna no, play no, 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 my unless
3: no, no, no. someone invents a time machine or something, it's just going to keep going like this.
0: Is it will be exciting. I'm going to play my favorite clip from Twitter on this trolling. And then when we come back, we'll do finals. Okay. <laughs> That's a Gram- Grammy winning gra- our performance. performance. <laughs> <laughs> How, can you reach Darren? Because we lost him. Alright, alright, alright. Anyway, so final, final, final. Ivory Coast faces Nigeria. I'm gonna just start off by saying Nigeria has shown too much in this tournament. All emotions aside, Ghana wanted Nigeria to lose aside. Nigeria has shown too much in this tournament to lose the cup. I don't think that because they've held their shape, they've shown their quality from back to front. And they know how to get the results against the, tough, the toughest opponents. High-scoring opponents from the beginning. Equatorial Guinea, Angola, even South
1: Africa. All of these were high-scoring teams. So me, I'm calling it for Nigeria. Um, for all the good things that you say about Nigeria, um, Ivory Coast have handled teams like Nigeria. And one of the things that people fail to note about Ivory Coast is that they have gone through every emotion, complete every emotion at this tournament. Nigeria are yet to lose a game. They drew a game, Equatorial Guinea. They've been winning all across. They have they tasted a penalty shootout there against South Africa. Guess what? Ivory Coast lost to Nigeria. Lost to Equatorial Guinea by four goals to nil. A three-day wait to see if they can qualify. They come up and their prize is to play against the holders who were simply ominous. They play, they find an equalizer, they go to the penalty shootout, it works out. Another tough game against Mali. They have a red card so early on. They concede so early on. There's a penalty save. A young man called Adingra comes on at 86 minutes. In 88 minutes, he has equalised. They run it all the way till 127 minutes. They have a free kick. Adingra flicks it, and they are in here. And look at the with The game they played. So, I think that the the kind of mentality that they have built now is that. No matter where they are in the game, they still believe. That's the first thing you have to get worried about is the Iberian side. No matter where they are in the game, they still believe it can happen. Now, they've got the fans on their side, which is a crucial thing. The, the, the book, I mean, if you look at, it, if you look at what, the way the two sides play, Nigeria won't want too much of the ball. Ivory Coast will not want too much of the ball either. There's Victor Simon on the side. There's Hale on the side. It's going to be one big, 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 big final. It's going to be fought in every, every department of this of this one. Now the fact is Nigeria have the quality and look like they are slightly ahead. <clears throat> but I think that when the game starts, it's going to be level pegging. And I don't know what you make about these statistics that come when these competitions come around. For the first thing, when it's hosted in West Africa, West African countries love to, to win it. The two countries are from West Africa anyway. So we are keeping the trophy is going to stay here in West Africa. And then that funny starts about all the African hosts winning it. Even when Nigeria hosted it in 1980, they won it. The only time they didn't win it was in 2000. But people are telling me that 2000 doesn't qualify as one country hosting because it was... That
3: was co-hosting. That was co-hosting. Cool cool yeah, again, again, I was... That's right. So when you take
1: thing. that co-hosting cool out mm. of it, then every host nation has one hit when they go to the final. That's a big one. And now they have got to play against Ivory Coast. And I've, I've done a lot of... I think I've, I've run commentary on all Ivory Coast games. It's like a rising storm when they start doing their things. And when the magic starts happening, we become so used to it that when it's 75 minutes, I stand and continue the commentary because I know something is going to happen and I've got to get myself ready for it. So let's see how it ends. If Nigeria beat Ivory Coast here, big, 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 big funeral morning, everybody's going to cry like that. If they win, what a conclusion? What a conclusion. So we'll see what the football gods say and then we'll see how it all (laughs) goes.
3: Uh, I I think when these two sides met in the group stage, one of the things that ended up deciding that game was the sheer physicality. I think Nigeria did very well to cope with Ivory Coast's physical, you know, approach, especially in midfield. And you know, in many instances, they actually dominated that, that game on that particular on that particular front. In this final, it's going to be a bit different because, like we mentioned earlier, there's a, there's a huge fatigue factor around this Nigeria team now. Um, we saw yesterday, Victor Simen, literally in the first minute of the game, he was doubled over clutching his stomach. Um, Alexi Iwobi had to come off at about the hour mark. William Trus Ekong has played a lot of minutes, even though he came into this tournament carrying an injury. So I think there's a lot of fatigue Nigeria is carrying. And unfortunately, Pesero did not exactly take his chances, the chances that were afforded him to rotate the squad a little bit and make it fresh. So it really just depends on how much Nigeria have left in the tank. And I think mm. that they had to face up to that problem against South Africa and they powered through it just by will. How much will is left for this final? That is the big question. How much will, how much physical potential do they still have in their legs to actually give it one last push in this final against the host nation with the strength of the packed Stadium in Abidjan? I have no idea. We'll find
0: out by the time we come back for our next episode of the Africa Football Showdown, guys. Thank you so so much. First of all, thanks to Darren Allen Cheyune for joining us earlier. Cheyune, I should say, for joining us earlier. He's from Uganda. He is currently in Cote d'Ivoire. So it's George Addo Junior, my brother from another mother. You know, Solis, We used to do radio together in, in Ghana. George and I. George FM. Yeah, back in yeah, the day, Joy yeah, FM yeah. in Accra. It's no joke, bro. So George, it's, it's great to do this with you again, man. Always a pleasure. And Solis Chuku, pleasure meeting you today. But um, Watch this for more. Thank you very much. If you are listening to us on any of our partner stations in Nigeria and Liberia, in Zambia, Malawi, in Ghana, thank you so much for doing the listening. Remember, you can also catch us on YouTube or you can listen to us on any podcast hosting platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere at all that you get your podcasts. My name is Daniel Darze. Boyantum shoutouts to Mimi Fawaz and Petro Koche. The gang will be back after the final. I don't know how we're going to do it. But before we go, watch George go crazy.
1: Charlie, be joke. i be That's like a really crazy moment. I mean, sometimes yeah, you watch games and I know things have happened. But yeah, you in know, the commentary box and, and, and that kind of thing happens. Like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. And and, and that's the moment alright. Uh, I mean, I because I've taken us on such a journey, they're taking us on such a journey, it's unforgettable. I'm, I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Look, we have to go. You guys we're having too
0: much fun here. We have to go. Uh um, we'll see you guys on another on another episode. Thanks so much for watching and listening. My name is Daniel Baza. We'll be back next time. Bye.
2: I that Jesse, Jesse, you don't feel that vibe. You
3: don't feel that vibe. You feel that boy. You don't feel that Listen, you
2: feel that vibe. This one, I want you
0: to do it this way.